I don't know if it, that's it. There was that Madden thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was this week or if it was last week, but uh, let's get this intro going. Oh, hey, this is Katie. This is a guy. And we're here this week uh, with a lo-fi podcast lo-fi. to talk to you about... Talking with our mouths. Gaming. Games. I usually talk with my mouth, but sometimes I speak with my eyes. There you go. We're bringing it to you real, folks. Did, did little, you ever? After dark, a little sensuous here. No. No. Maybe actually, a, no. Maybe a hair. Maybe a hair. No. <sighs> did you ever watch America's Next Top Model? No. <laughs> I, you know, I said that, like, real kind of dismissively <laughs> and low, but at some point, I have probably watched an episode of it. Just like I have watched episodes of um, American Idol before. Sure. But out of the, you know, a thousand episodes, I've maybe seen, like, four. Gotcha. But I can't say I've never watched it. Are you familiar with um, any of the American Next Top Model memes? No, I'm not familiar with any oh, of those. okay. Well, there's just, like, a whole thing about her, about the um, host telling people to smize, which is smile with your eyes. <laughs> smize? Yeah. So when I said I, sometimes I talk with my eyes, I was thinking about smizing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because if it's a genuine smile, like your eyes do move, but if it's a fake smile, your eyes are like stationary. It's true. Because they don't do a little lifty right. macaroni shape. Yes. The elbow macaroni smile shape. Yes, indeed. Elbow macaroni smile shape. <laughs> yeah. Put that on your face. That's, that's how also, people know you're happy. That's on the Kraft mac and cheese box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how you know I'm American. <laughs> I said Kraft mac and cheese box and not Kraft dinner. Who would say craft dinner? The Canadians. Brits? The Canadians. Canadians say craft dinner. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, luckily for you, you're not Canadian. It's a smack in the face of my American sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You say that to me. Fair enough. Okay, so what what were you saying about the 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 football? What? Hold on, I'm still grappling with craft dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I wouldn't even know what they were talking about. Let's say uh, I go up to uh, Ontario or whatever, right? Uh Uh-huh. To see some people I don't really know Uh from podcasts I listen to. Uh Uh-huh. So basically you're talking about stocking them. Okay, got it. No, no. I'd be like, hey, can I have some dinner, you know? It's like, yeah, we've got craft dinner. And I'd be like, let me wet my beak on this. What is that? You know? And I put my nose in my, you mean... Craft mac and cheese? What are you yeah, talking about? Some blue box. Yeah, it's like, what is this? What are you, what are you saying? It's just, is that dinner? <laughs> I mean, it could be used for it. He's like, you need to get out of my house. Pretty much. I need to say, I like to wet my beak more. I oh. really wish you wouldn't, though. <laughs> Boy, I love, I love be, that. To be, no. It's great. No. We allow me to wet my beak. <laughs> no, no, you don't have a beak. I don't, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that because... Buzzard, you know? Because, I know, but you have a mouth. Wet my beak, though. (laughs) You don't use your nose. No. You get a taste of this, is all I'm saying. You know? Just a little... little... Wait, a little what? A little what? You know the sound a beak makes. I can't. Like rustling paper. I don't. I can't. I don't. What? A guy. Like getting a fistful of old stationery. A, a guy. Every time a bird flies by. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that crumple noise. <laughs> you don't hear the stationary crumple noise from birds. 
if this is your first time listening to our podcast, I just want to say welcome. <laughs> you think that's not normal? Is that something a maniac would say? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Okay. 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 It's perfectly normal. So, okay. Uh, I'm gonna bring this. Uh, I'm gonna bring this back down to Flavor Town. <sighs> oh, you said that. Never mind. Something else. But I'll. Uh, I'll try to stay on topic instead. Instead of bringing up Guy Fieri. <laughs> I love Guy Fieri. Well, there was an episode of American Dad where there was a. Uh, it was the Demon Fieri. Oh. Essentially, he was like possessing people with the uh, the need for flavor. <laughs> He was like an ancient Sumerian demon. And it was, uh, freaking wonderful. That actually sounds kind of funny. It was, it was, I think it was super funny. And back, like, in the, uh, middle of the, uh, jungle, there was this river of what looked like delicious nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. And once Stan finally got him back over there because he was possessing, uh, Jeff. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And he showed him, like, there it is. He said, what do you think of it, Jeff? He takes off his shades, and he's like, the source of ultimate flavor. I can never partake of it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, oh my god. (laughs) For if I were to drink from it, I would be destroyed. (laughs) So is the rest of the episode a plot to get him to drink from the river so he can be destroyed? It actually happens immediately. (laughs) Because that's like the end, you know, the whole episode was first Jeff uh-huh. becoming more like Guy Fieri, uh-huh. and then like his crew would start coming in, you know? Uh-huh. Well, Francine and Mama, this, this sandwich is great, you know, and all this stuff. And Stan's like, well, can I try? He's like, oh yeah. And he drinks from it, and he's like, how is it? He's like, it's fine. He's like, what do you mean it's fine? Get out of the way! <laughs> that's amazing. Exactly. Just completely, uh, what do you call that? Psyched him out? Mm-hmm. Back when uh, Bon Appetit had a had a had a YouTube channel, which uh, if you don't know about the collapse of Bon Appetit's YouTube channel, it's rather spectacular. So I've heard. Um, probably from me, but yes. uh, but uh, someone did a they they have um, a person on there who does a show where they recreate dishes and they recreate a gaffieri dish on there and uh it's it's the all of the stuff that that um he says while he's recreating the dish because he he does it only from tasting feeling and smelling he cannot look at the dish so he, he like puts, yeah they blindfold him and he's like a super taster so he has to guess like what foods are on it and all this different kind of stuff <laughs> and uh and let me just tell you, the stuff that he says about it, and then at the end, he's like, oh, it's gaffieri. Because <laughs> he's oh. like, why would you put all these ingredients on here? Why would you need this? Well, I don't understand. Like, it's, uh, oh my gosh. It's, it's like so... that slow realization once it's done. It's yeah. Like, oh, I know what this is. No, no, he never figures it out. But he knows it's a gaffieri thing. No, no, they tell him at the end. Ah. And he's like, oh. It's like, why do I feel like I've arrived in Flavortown? What is this? <laughs> I rolled down the car window to throw some hair outside, and immediately a bug landed on me. I it, it hopped away. I mean, I cannot be touched by the natural world. This is the South in August, so it's just gonna be like it is. Right, south of New Hampshire. Right, south of New Hampshire. Right next to Washington State. No, that's unacceptable geography. Mm-hmm. 
unacceptable. But, um, alright. Uh, gaming news? Um, let's see. Well, some of the careers of Sui Coden, their Kickstarter concluded. Uh, do you know much about the Sui Coden series? Nothing. Alright, maybe if I pronounce it differently. Suikiden? No. Oh. It was a series of games starting with the PlayStation 1. Uh, it's a RPG. It's hook was that there was like 107 characters to collect. Mm-hmm. Not all of them were battle characters. Mm-hmm. You always use them to build up an army to get advisors, art- artisans, uh, chefs, mm-hmm. and stuff like that And for battle guys. And the series was, is owned by Konami, so we know it's shit now. Mm-hmm. Because the Konami won't do anything with it. Because they had this bright idea, because the last actual Suicoden game was number five on the PS2, right? Which was good, and it's rare now, and expensive. Uh-huh. But instead of making like an actual follow-up, they made a DS one called like Suko Tekakekris or whatever, uh-huh. which is terrible. And because a terrible game didn't sell well, they're like, oh, people don't care about Suicoden anymore. Because that's the train of logic that Konami has. Uh-huh. Make bad game. People not buy a bad game, they don't like this at all kill it, which is why we don't see any Silent Hills. Well, there's many reasons for Silent Hill, but we're not going to get into that, because if we're going to have a Silent Hill podcast, we're we going to have to start on the subject of Silent Hill. I mean, yeah. If we're going to have a Silent Hill day, we're going to have to have a Silent Hill day. Yeah, I got a lot to say. About when, Sil- when don't you have a lot to say? I don't know. You always have a lot to say. That's me politics. I don't have much to say on that because I don't know nothing. Well, we don't have a politics podcast. We have a Thank video God. game podcast. Thank God. If I was going to hmm. do a politics podcast, I would find someone I disagreed with. Hmm. So then we could have spirited discussion. I could just sit in a chair in the background like um, Hannibal Barrett, Duress, Barrett, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. nod and then get shot. <laughs> I could have a, a political podcast with you know who. Oh, uh, yeah? You could do that. I don't know why. They definitely have something to say. A lot to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be fucking problematic. Hey, we Not made it ten whole minutes into the podcast without swearing. What are you saying, we? I... I'm still good, I think. Unless I, I said something earlier I, I don't didn't know. catch. I don't really pay attention. Oh, but all right. So, the careers of Sweet Code and left Konami... Because who wouldn't? And they kickstarted a spiritual successor. I don't remember what it's called right at the moment, but I think it raised 4.2 mil. Uh-huh. Which isn't bad. No, not bad. Turning it to make that. Now, I'm, I'm a little excited because I liked Suicoden back in the day. Except for Suicoden 3 and 4. I thought those were kind of weak. Uh-huh. Though the intro for 3 is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's very moving. Um, the only other thing I can really think about is... Apparently Madden 2020 or 21 came out. Uh-huh. And it's got like a user score of like 1.4. Uh, what? Because apparently it's just the worst. But I've known for many years. I don't even, I'm not even a sports gamer. But my friends who are, they'll you know, talk about it when it comes out. And so like apparently over the last decade, the new Maddens haven't been innovating much in the way of like graphics or mode. In fact, they keep taking things out of the game. And each one seems to get glitchier in the last. And I guess this year people are just fed up with it. 
end Madden Monopoly trends. Yeah, they're trying to get um, the like man to pull uh, the contract from EA or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know EA is doing a shitty, lazy job, mm-hmm. which is kind of what EA does. Oh, filling it full of microtransactions. Uh, what Fan reviews. Mm-hmm. which are also featured on Metacritic, have been even worse, scoring a franchise worse of dot three out of ten. Mm. And then, of course, some pundits will say, Wolves review bomb, so you can't trust those numbers. But the thing they never talk about is there's an opposite to that. When, you know, when people make a bunch of fake accounts to mm-hmm. boost up the score of something? Mm-hmm. And that happens. And it's funny, because the first time they started using the word review bomb and saying, oh, people are just making accounts, they knew because they have been doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. But don't ever, you know, people don't talk about that because, you know, we're all a bunch of entitled gamers. Of course. Not an entitled corporation that wants all of my money and will make, you know, 10,000, well, that's a bit much, uh, 2,000 fake accounts well they'll hire people to make the fake accounts mm-hmm. to boost up the score you can always tell because it's people who have new accounts they've reviewed nothing else mm-hmm. and they're giving it perfect scores so oh no this is great but that's not really important mm-hmm. what's important is the people who actually play the games are speaking out against it the people I know who play the games tell me the issues and as mm-hmm. nearly lifelong fans of the franchise, I trust their opinion because they've been playing this thing for two decades. Right. Um, I took a quick glance at this article. Mm-hmm. And it says that there is a chance that 2K might get back some rights. Which um, the article goes on to talk about how 2K forced them in the past to drop price on Madden. Because they were selling their game so much more cheaply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in the age of, like, the PS1 and Dreamcast, uh-huh. you had different um, sports titles that would compete with Madden. But over time, they just smushed them, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, you got 2K, you've got, what was it, Game Breaker, I think, what was a series. Uh, like, Sega had their own, like, just sports. And some of those are pretty good. Most of this I'm trying to remember kind of haphazard because like, I'm not a sports gamer. Uh-huh. I didn't buy or play them much back in those days. If my friend had it and wanted to play two-player, I would play with them, you know, try to learn the ropes. But I just know there used to be competition, and now there is no competition, uh-huh. and the games are getting crappier. Just uh-huh. like you had uh, NBA 2K and NBA Live. Uh-huh. And right. I think the last Live was 2016 or 15. Uh-huh. And that pretty much got killed, and they got no, and no competition. Oh, yeah. Remember? There was also NCAA football. Yeah. What, what happened, happened to that? I don't know. Yeah, that was a thing for a, a long while. Yeah. Did Madden own that, too? That can't be right. Let's see. I thought that they killed NCAA sports games because... The fran- that NCAA was making a ton of money and the players weren't making any money. I remember hearing about that because, like, well, you're featuring me and you're using my likeness. Why aren't I getting paid? Right. 
And they're like, oh, because you're uh, college athletes and you're not allowed to get paid, which they find ways around all the time. But, yeah. oh, God, let's pretend I didn't say that because exactly. I do not need to get flamed on Al Gore's Internet. Because I remember that happened. And then, like, the next year, NCAA was go- just gone. It's, it's like they decided to... It's like, well, if you can't, if you're not gonna pay me for my license and using me to make money, then don't mm-hmm. put me on. They're like, well, we'll just get rid of the whole thing. I don't know if those things are actually related or not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's uh, electronic arts on the NCAA ones. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that explains it all right there. I mean, maybe I'm just a simple bumpkin, but I'm just saying, if you're, you know, using my likeness, my clips, and all that stuff, why don't I get paid? They're like, well, you got a scholarship. It's like, but you're using my likeness. Mm-hmm. You're you, you're literally using me. The college is getting paid already because I'm there playing or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, this, you game company are not the college. You understand that, right? You're a separate entity mm-hmm. that's profiting off of me. Yeah. Pay me, and they're like, nope, we're doing NCAA, and I'm like, all right, fine then. That's your money to lose if you lost. I I wasn't gaining any money to begin with. I'm glad you're not getting any now. That's my petty bitterness of, Your you know, wanting to be bitterness. paid for the job I'm doing. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, I'm not making the game, but, you know, you get, don't put my face on there. Make me run around and not give me anything. I mean, hell, they don't even have to, they wouldn't even have to give them, uh, like, royalties per game. It could be, like, a flat fee to use them for that year. The last one that came out was NCAA Football 14, 2014. Ooh, that's a while back. Yeah. <sighs> they they never even produced an NCAA game. I mean, a football one for the PS4. Ooh. Tisk, tisk, tisk. All right, wow. That's something indeed. I wonder if I ever became a ultra-rich million-dollar company, would I be so consumed by greed? Yes. That, you know, just basic human rights it and has, stuff would just go away for me. It has to be. It must. It must. Because it seems, you know, the level I'm at right now, it just seems unnecessarily shallow and mean-spirited. But I guess, you know, when you're... I guess if I'm a multi-millionaire, who knows how I would think. I would like... To hope that my friends will keep me uh, grounded. <sighs> you know. But at that point, I probably have you know, board members and shareholders or whatever, whispering in my ear, trying to make more and more money. Now, if we do this, we fill the goblin game with the microtransactions <laughs> for uh, swords and dirks and colors. We can make a billion dollars. I'll be like, I'm rich. I- I'm fine. I don't need any more money. And like, well. Your shareholders, constituents, we want more money. So do it or we'll remove you from your corporation. And I'd be like, oh, gotta burn this mother down. Pretty much. But you don't tell, well, I guess that's long as I didn't go public. If it was a private company, I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. You can do that as soon as you get rich. Which I would. I, I don't think I, I don't think I would open up to like the stock market. I mean, you could make more money. But if I'm already rich, it's like, I'm good. What about selling your company to become rich? Like, what what about when you get bored of doing it? What are you going to do with your company? Burn it to the ground. Well, I can't, uh, can't argue with that. 
everything goes with me. Because I don't want somebody using my precious IPs and doing something with it I don't want. Assuming that my wealth comes from a gaming company, you know? Assuming. Because I'm um, like, oh, boy, for you know, this stuff's like, well, it's probably not going to be that many people. And also, because I'd assume it'd be people I trust, uh-huh. which would be maybe friends and family. <laughs> maybe friends and family. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if I'm rich, uh-huh. I'm paying the people who work for me well. Uh-huh. So, let's say I get tired of it after 10, 15 years. I think I could uh-huh. probably make games for that long easy because I got a lot of uh-huh. ideas. And I'm like, well, if the company's dying, it's like, but in the time that I've become a multi-millionaire, I've paid my people more than decently because... Uh-huh. People work better when they're happy and not worried about stressing over little things. Like, I'll ask, what, is uh, 700000 a year good? Is that a real question? Yeah, like, to pay people, that's got to be great, sure. right? yeah. Because, like, if I'm a multi-millionaire and I'm constantly making money... As I, long I, as you're based out of the South. Oh, based out of the South, what? Well, I mean, if you're based out of L.A., living expenses are a lot higher. That's like close to a million a year. Yeah. Well, I will be based out of the South, more likely. Okay, okay. As long as you're based out of the South, you're good. Or at the very least, I won't be working in L.A. Or in California, you know? Mm-hmm. L.A. L.A. I wasn't making fun of the way you said it. That was a letter Kenny reference. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's digital. It's a company like that. I don't have to be, like, super near these people. And I'd rather live somewhere where it's not going to cost me, you know, $100,000 a year in apartment fees. You know, get a, do be like Shaq and build yourself a mansion outside of Atlanta. I'll be like, um, then hope off of YouTube and build me a hut. <laughs> That's what I'll yeah. do. I don't mm-hmm. need a mansion. That's a, a mansion is what we call uh, not being inconspicuous. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. So somehow we spent um, half of our episode talking about sports games. Ah, I start talking about EA and I just get, it gets right up my craw. Because I just. How much you dislike EA I feel is well documented. What are you doing? Really bad anti-consumer shit. Mm-hmm. Anti-consumer for a gamer. I mean, the only thing we can do is not buy their games. Which I haven't. The hell. I think the last EA game I bought was probably a Lord of the Rings game from the PS3 era, which is what? Probably Shadow of War. I think EA made, like, published that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was at least seven years ago. And I don't buy Call of Duty, so I'm not giving Activision any money. Activision. Because they're a bunch of jerks, too. Greedy mother... I'm giving Square money. I'm giving Square money right now because they they have a product I like. True. For a long while, at least a decade, I wasn't buying Square stuff because they were producing trash. I mean, I can't say that their other franchises are doing well. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's curious, the trash I'm talking about is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I tried. Trash. I tried. Kingdom Hearts 1? Mm. 
Kingdom Hearts 2, oh yeah. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, awesome. All the other Kingdom Hearts, trash. Money-grabbing trash. And each one complicates the story more and more. And the following game has to try to explain the plot holes that they just made with the previous game. And don't come at me. Like, oh, well, you don't know the story. I know the story. I've played all the games except for the Japanese mobile game. Because they didn't release that Which one is that? Dude, um, Kingdom Hearts, Extravagance, Cottontail, Over, Moon, Chortle. (laughs) One, four. You know, just for saying that, I'm going to look up the title. And it's going to be equally as ridiculous. I think it is. That's that's the only one I didn't play. Oh, I also did not play Kingdom Hearts 3. Because it looked terrible. Not graphically. It didn't look... It didn't look good. Yeah. Graphically, it looked fine. It looked pretty. But the story... Like the... What? 13-year story build-up from 2 to 3. Aside from Birth by Sleep, I'm I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of Kingdom Hearts. I'm, I'm done. I don't... I don't... Why do I play 20 games? Mm-hmm. For them to tell me nothing. To accomplish nothing. And then... Uh, like spoiler uh, Ansem or Xehanort or whatever he wants to call himself mm-hmm. Master Xehanort when everything's said and done in 3 because I just I watched the playthrough because I wasn't going to give them money mm-hmm. After what the, playthrough did you watch? Uh, it was like a year ago I don't remember the channel oh, you know, fair enough and it's like Xehanort why did you do all this? and he's like Oh, I've been evil for like a thousand years because in order for light to be stronger, they need a strong dark to fight. So we fought and now you're stronger for it. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, stop. Like that, that was the revelation, essentially. That's the worst. That is the worst. I will temper your light with my darkness. Well, the thing is, Xehanort, you seem to have complete control over the darkness. You're good at it. Why don't you just work together? Wait. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just remembered the absolute worst thing about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts Fortnite crossover. What's the... I didn't even know that... uh, I didn't know there was one of those. No way. I, I think I do remember hearing something vaguely about it. It was just so disgusting. You blocked it. Why? Why would they do? Mm. Everything has. You know why? The the narrow. Yes, and because Fortnite is the most popular. Like one of the most popular games period and the kids are playing it and that's just it the kids are playing it yeah they are I'll say this Fortnite's not for me I understand the appeal and I'm actually I actually prefer to hear that people are playing Fortnite as opposed to PUBG because Fortnite works and runs really well Mm -hmm. and it's not full of glitches and servers are good 
unlike PUBG, which has been out longer and has accumulated lots of money, but they don't seem to use any of that money actually improving their game. Right. So, good on Epic and Fortnite for making a Battle Royale type of game that runs nicely and works. I say, it's not for me. But that's fine. You know. Have I played Fortnite? Yeah. When it first started getting popular, I gave it a shot. I played for about two or three hours at a friend's house who had it installed. I was like, yeah, okay. I actually prefer the original mode before they added mm-hmm. the Battle Royale, which was you working with a team of friends on base defense against zombies building stuff. Mm-hmm. As a game like that, teamwork instead of against other players as your adversaries. Mm-hmm. I preferred that. I like working together with people I know, mm-hmm. you know, going against the computer. But I don't even think that mode exists anymore. I don't think so either. Which is the game. That was the game. That was like Fortnite, and then they added Fortnite Battle Royale. Right. And then that became the game. Exactly. And that tickles me. Well. That's how it is. Sometimes you can't you don't know it's going to be successful. It's true. They have basically all that money that they can use to make a crappy storefront that runs worse than Steam. It doesn't load for people and, you know, buy up exclusivity deals so they can monopolize it and then complain that Apple's monopolizing something. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Just remember, these corporations, all they want is your money. They're not your friend. That's all. I mean... That's like, that's the thing 99% of the time with businesses is that they want to make money so they're selling a product mm-hmm. for you to buy. Right. That is the purpose of the product is for you to exchange your money for their product. Mm-hmm. As long as you understand that, that's great. I just don't understand when people are like angrily going to bat for these corporations like it with fanboys and we'll say like the whole console war thing. Right. Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, you know, fighting tooth and nail in the gamer trenches and the gulags. And it's like, those companies don't care about you. They just want your money. And that's okay to say. Yeah. They just want money. I understand that Sony just wants my money. I own a PS4. I'm not upset with them for wanting my money. No. But they're also giving me quality product for my PS4 to play. Right. And knock on wood, I've had my PS4 for four and a half years and things still works. You know, it starts to run a little hot, and I'll open it up and clean it out. A little Haysake screwdriver. Get the dust out of there. And so, yeah, I'm perfectly happy with my PS4. And, you know, people get in. Like, what's your thought on console-exclusive games? I do not have an issue with console-exclusive games. All right. There are reasons for console-exclusive games. And, um... And I feel like some of those are probably kickbacks or whatever you want to call it. Certainly. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. And it's just going to be what it's just going to be. I don't have a problem with it. Not because I happen to just... I have an own system that has all the games I want to play on it, like Bloodborne and Spider-Man. Right. It's because we all know competition breeds a better product for the customer. If everything was homogenous, the companies wouldn't have to try as hard to get your money. Mm. And when they don't have to try as hard, they don't. Mm. Wait, I don't, I don't agree. But well, that's game okay. companies I'm talking about here. 
Yeah. Because let's... I don't. I told... Well, that's the way I see it. From the years of observing console exclusivity, like games between sure. Microsoft and Xbox. Sure. And, well, Microsoft, Xbox, I, I can't, and Sony. I, I, I don't think we need to get into a debate about capitalism right now. Anyways, continue. Um... Because it's like the Sony thing, because, you know, Sony owns, like, the rights to the Spider-Man movies right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. Because uh-huh. they took a studio that primarily made Sony games anyway, which was Insomniac. And had to make a Spider-Man game. Uh-huh. And it's made exclusive to the system. And they're like, well, if we make a good game, people will buy a PlayStation to play it. Mind you, it wasn't just the fact that Spider-Man... The title was that the game was actually really good. And that does incentivize people to buy a Sony PlayStation right. to play this game. Right. Just like um, with um, the original Xbox and the 360, back in the day with Halos. When those were the kind of premier shooters, Microsoft was like, well, this is exclusive to our system. We make Halo. Right. If you want to play Halo with your friend, you need to buy an Xbox. And to that, Sony answered like, well, you have a fancy first-person shooter. We're going to develop one to combat that and try to make a better shooter, which was Resistance Fall of Man, which I hate. That's not good. But they tried. They tried to take fucking failed, but... Microsoft's share of the first-person shooter by making a competing better product, which they didn't do, in my opinion. But they tried. But they tried. And that's something. Because Resistance could have very easily become Mm -hmm. a good franchise because they were in competition Mm -hmm. with this other corporate uh, company mm-hmm. for shooters, but in the Xbox One generation, I don't know what Microsoft has been doing. They've like made no good exclusives. They just keep rehashing stuff. Like another Project Gotham, and um, what was that game where you're the super powered cop that had Terry Crews in it? It's all cell shaded. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no one remembers this game. Cause it was bad? Yeah. And it came uh-huh. out. came out. What is that game? These boots are ugly. Uh-huh. It's not State of Emergency because that's an old PS2 game. Oh my god. I can almost crack down. Crackdown. Oh yeah, Crackdown. Yeah. Like Crackdown 3 came out, what, two years ago? A year and a half? Under the radar out there. It had been delayed for like three years. <clears throat> no one cared about Crackdown. I, and I played the first. I played Crackdown one on the 360. I didn't like it then. <laughs> and my father played Crackdown two and one, and he liked him fine enough. But you know what? He is he does not own Crackdown three for his Xbox One. Oh yeah, that came out in uh, February 2019. Mm. Because it's one of those things like oh god it came out. It's like who cares? Well, for one thing, it was originally set to be released in 2016 and was delayed mm-hmm. a quote-unquote number of times. Yep. And it came out, and it is ugly. It has less detail than some of the other games, like uh, destruction physics and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's like a... they should have left that game on the Xbox 360 and came out with... And, ca- and just waited for a PlayStation for for, whoa, 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 for, for <laughs> Xbox One and just made it Crackdown 4. But instead, they delayed it to push it out on Xbox One, and it was shitty. Yeah, oh man, that's some news. Have you seen what people were saying, uh, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, when they showed the new Halo? 
No. <laughs> All right, they um, showed off a trailer for the new upcoming Halo uh -huh. for the Xbox One, no, Xbox X, uh -huh. Series X. And you look at it, and it's like, oh. That's the kind of thing you people are like, this, oh, this, the new console? Is this your system seller? Oh, Halo Infinite? Yeah. Because you look at it, and I won't say it looks bad. It looks like Halo 1 and 2, because they went back to that art style. Mm -hmm. um, just sharper. But the problem is, if you're Microsoft and you're constantly bragging about how you have the most powerful system and console, how this is what they did with the Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. People expect a certain level of fidelity. Yes. And it doesn't live up to that at all. And this is Halo. Mm -hmm. This is their system seller. Right. This is their flagship. Right. And it looks kind of crappy. And it's like they weren't aware that it looked kind of crappy because the developers out there were like, oh, what? And they, st they held it back to work on it more. And then they get the usual excuse like, oh, well, this uh, was pre-beta or pre-alpha footage or whatever. Garbage. You know? Yeah, the game won't look like this. Like, then why'd you show it? Don't, like, don't lie to my face. Because you're going to put your... Well, you should put your best foot forward when you're trying to sell product. So if you're telling me this is pre-alpha... Well, it's not pre-alpha... And this is like pre-beta. And the game itself is going to look different and better. Don't show that. Don't show the plain, ugly, hairless ape brutes who look like they're 360 assets. Don't show that. <laughs> you know, show the best thing you can do to make me want to buy your product. Because seeing that's like, I don't want to buy an Xbox One. I don't want to buy an Xbox X. Just like there was never anything for the Xbox One that they showed me that made me want to buy it. The one thing that they were coming out with that I was going to buy an Xbox for was Scalebound. The Platinum game. Yep. And that got canceled. Why can't we have that? Why can't... Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, I just want to say... Dragons. Okay? Rock music. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop music. A protagonist with a sword, because we know Platinum likes that. A protagonist with a sword. Also headphones, mm -hmm. because it's the 2000s. I'm nodding my head sagely. Uh, why, why can't we have this? Why can't we have this? Why, why can't we have nice things? Instead, we get... Uh, Halo Junk Monkey. And Halo Wars. And Crackdown. And, uh, oh god, oh god. Super Lucky's Tale. <laughs> oh shit, what was that? Uh, what's that franchise that's, um, that no one cares about but they keep releasing games for? Crackdown. <laughs> no, the one where it's like everyone's interconnected and you can become the grandma fighter. The who fighter? The grandma. Grandma? Yeah. Hold on. No, uh, mm. Gears of War. No. It's, it's a modern setting and it's technology based. Oh, the one that's coming up? 
No, please tell me they're not putting out another one. Because I know, um, uh, Watch Dogs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's on, that was on multiple consoles, not just Xbox on that one. Right, well, okay, but I'm saying, again, my point stands. Why are we getting another Watch Dogs? I don't know, dude. But we can't get a single scale bound. There's, Make I, more Platinum games. Platinum is making games that are fun. They are. There is. I do know a little bit more about the Scalebound story. Mm-hmm. Because Matt McMuscles made a very good video on it oh, okay. a while back. I and have to watch not that. just Microsoft, unfortunately. Even the guys at Platinum were like, it's not really working. Oh. Like Find they, a way uh, to make it work. Exactly. So... As much as I like to just blame Microsoft for that, it seems like even the developer was like, we can't make it fun. Oh, we can't well. make it functional how we want to make it. You know, I can, I respect Platinum for saying that. Yeah. I'd rather it be canceled and them take the hit than release a bad product and, mm-hmm. and hurt their reputation. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. No, I do think, I don't know what their next product in the line is. Because I know Nier... With Square and Platinum, mm-hmm. actually kind of saved that little comp like Platinum because mm-hmm. it made a bunch of money for them. Which near the original really near? Uh, near Automata. Near Automata. 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 Whatever. It Automata. saved them. Yeah, that's why I remember hearing because huh. they were getting kind of low because Platinum can't seem to find a permanent home. Well, even though they make good games, the publishers are like, nah, fuck you. Is that because they insist on making games how they want to make them? Because their games be. don't suck. It has to be. Because, like, they were with Capcom for a long time, right? Okay. And, like, the last thing to do with Capcom was, I think, a beautiful Joe Red Hot Rumble game. Mm-hmm. Because Okami did not sell. That's a shame. It is. Okami is beautiful. It's a wonderful game. I was playing Okami and Legends of the Twilight Princess at the same time. And Okami is hands down the better game. I also think that Okami um, is is iconic and recognizable in the sense that I think even though a lot of people didn't play Okami, I think a lot of people still know about it somehow. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't make you a billion, billion dollars, Capcom, but look at what this studio made. Look at this game. These are the same team who made you money with Devil May Cry. You know? Making these excellent games. They made this beautiful game. Yeah, it didn't sell, but you also didn't market it very well, Capcom. Mm-hmm. No, don't get rid of you. Like, um... If Sony... Mm-hmm. Can keep fronting David Cage games or Quantic Dream... And they're all terrible, if you ask me. I don't enjoy a single one. The one I enjoyed the most was uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, which was uh, not called that in the States. It was, um, oh my gosh, it was the PS2 one. Heavy Rain. It wasn't Heavy Rain. Or Gummy. No, no, that's the same one. Uh, Oh my God. uh, I don't remember what it was called over here, but it's um, like in... um, the EU was Fahrenheit 9-11, if I'm not mistaken. And that one I, I was actually super into for about the first three hours. And then all the David Cageism started coming out. And they got super bad. And I was, and he makes games that are pretty on the system. On the Sony system, it shows mm-hmm. off the hardware. 
but him and his team cannot write a good story. The games, for me, are torture to play because the writing is bad. And he does not understand human emotion. Or why people do the things that they do. And that after a man cuts off his finger... Oh, it's just Fahrenheit. It's just Fahrenheit? Yeah, Fahrenheit 911 is a movie. What was it called in Europe, then? That's just Fahrenheit 911. I don't know. Let me see. But, um... It's like, after cutting off my finger... Looking for my kidnapped child. And after I've been divorced, I'm not gonna have sex with this random lady in the apartment. Sure you are. And I don't know why she would want to fuck me either. Yes, she does. Yes, you do. Because that's not human, David Cage. That makes no sense. Of course. Oh, God. Wait, which one is Indigo? Indigo Prophecy. That's it. It's called Indigo Prophecy in the States and Fahrenheit in the EU. That's right. Indigo Prophecy. That's what it was called. Couldn't remember that. Oh, yeah. The publisher renamed it Indigo Prophecy in North America to avoid confusion with the 2004 film Fahrenheit 911. Okay, cool, cool. And I play. I have played all the David Cage games, guys. Sex scenes were omitted from this version, but but included in Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy Remastered. Oh wow. boy. Yeah, because yes, he thinks course. he thinks that's what makes your game mature. Polygon sex. Polygonal sex. Yeah. That sounds like something David Cage would think. Mm-hmm. He is the person who made Omicron. Omicron. As I was about to say, like I have played all the games except for Omicron. No one should ever play Omicron. Omicron is cursed. Yeah, it's cursed media. Omicron is cursed. Cursed media, it will destroy your life. It will destroy the lives of everyone you know. It ends friendships. It makes you leave your career. It does. I murdered my mother after watching a playthrough. Because how could she bring me into such a world that had Omicron? (laughs) It's, It's really bad. It's it's rough. It's, it's hard to go on. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, oh, looks like if Sony can keep funding him, and yeah, Sony's could... bigger, you know, and has more money than Capcom. But it's like Capcom, don't get rid of the, your one team that makes good games. Please, just don't. You know. But they did, and then for like eleven years, Capcom made nothing but trash. Good job. <laughs> or I say publish nothing but trash. It also didn't help that they had uh, that one dude who was tied with Mega Man mm-hmm. going for the uh, the same guy who left the, made the company Concept in mm-hmm. Mighty Number no. 9. Mm-hmm. Who was like, no, Japan's done, son. It's all Western games. Mm-hmm. Capcom, we should make Western styled games for Western consumers. And they made a bunch of shitty games like Bionic Commando and. Uh, what was that other shooter? It's so bad, I don't even remember it. But most people remember Bionic Commando. Mm-hmm. Tried to appeal to the West, and they were all failures. And then he's like, well, I'm out. And he <laughs> left the company. Mm-hmm. After they kept trying to promote him higher. Which makes mm-hmm. no sense. It's like, the guy's giving you bad information, costing you money. Stop promoting him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Only recently has Capcom stopped, uh, what's the French, fucking it up? 
and they're trying to get back a bunch of goodwill what they have with Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. But I'm still kind of iffy because I'm like, your Street Fighters are kind of lacking still. You're releasing just shit that doesn't have a lot of content. Where's my story mode? Like when Street Fighter Five came mm -hmm. out. It's like, guys, I'm not your friend. You need to give me a good product or mm -hmm. I just won't buy it. I'm not your buddy. You know. But they are getting better. Same thing with Square Enix right now because they're on a downturn for a while. I think they hit rock bottom with the original release of Final Fantasy XIV how bad it was. It's true. And that's when they seem to start turning things around like, wow, we just spent millions developing this MMO that 98% of the world hates. And we're not making any money off of it hardly. And I say that because I know people who did like that version. Mm-hmm. They were clearing the minority because they burned that game to the ground. They, I mean, burned it to the ground. And made another version, which is way more popular, makes way more money, and I've been playing for like five years. Right. And a lot of people play, like I know quite a few people who played for three plus years. Exactly. Uh, one moment. As before, I have to uh, go to the restroom real fast. Okay. Um, well, since you guys are trapped here with me, I think I will continue talking about Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I have mentioned numerous times I played Final Fantasy XIV for just over a year now. And um, I think I have a 420-day subscription at this point. And... Um, and I still really love it, and I still play it pretty much every day. I have, um, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with MMORPGs at all, frankly, um, they are a lot of fun. You can do things with other people. There's still a lot of content that you can do without having to have online relationships with other people you, but you still have to run content with strangers at that point then but it's a lot of fun and um and it's very compelling there's a lot of really compelling stories there's a lot of like little details in there that you can get into like you can have hobbies inside the game you can get into fashion or housing or gardening or there's just all kinds of content that you can participate in. And I've spent hundreds of hours participating in that kind of content. But yet there's still content that I've never done. Like just today, we were talking about how I've never done, um, not really seriously, I've never done Beast Tribes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, welcome back. I've returned. And, uh, and I think it's kind of... I think it's kind of crazy, like, there's this huge content piece that I just haven't done. And I always think back to you telling me that one of your friends said that they weren't going to play anymore because there was nothing to do. And how mad I am about that to this day. Because what you're telling me isn't that there's nothing to do. What you're telling me is you choose not to do any of the things that are available. Right. And there's a big difference in that. There's plenty of things to do. You just don't want to do them. Because apparently the only thing they wanted to do was just do the main story campaign. But here's the thing. Believe it or not, a story campaign can't be infinite. Eventually you come to the end and they have to work on more, more content. 
And while they're working on more main scenario content, that's when you do the bevy of other things in the game that are there. Right. You can level like, you know, 10 different classes. You can craft materials. Um, now, you know, you can own homes. You can do decorations. You can make events. It's like there's plenty. You do raids, in-game content, high-level stuff. There's plenty of things to do. Like, even right now, there's an event going on that I need to do to get a uh, special portrait. Which I want. I keep forgetting to do it. Oh, it's super easy. Cool. And, um, to me, like, Final Fantasy XIV, it has something, a little bit of something for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know if I want to say the casual nature of it is what keeps people around for a lot, a lot of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I know many people, myself included... I like the fashion in the game, because mm-hmm. fashion is true in the game, and I like <laughs> designing my apartment, my house, and my rooms. Mm-hmm. I can get a lot of enjoyment out of just expressing myself that way, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of players who love doing that because they give you the option to do that. Mm-hmm. So when you're waiting for new storyline content to drop, people are making furniture yes. and finding ways to glitch furniture to make their houses more unique. Yes. On the inside and really specializing in that. And it's fun. It's something you can do. As well as all the other additional quests and jobs out there. And sightseeing logs and raising your chocobo. Or going to the arena as a blue mage. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff you can do. The carnival. Exactly. But it's what I was going to do in the game. Oh, you got your melee class to max level? But you don't want to do any of the other things. Nope. Okay. It's like, I can't make you... I can't make you have fun. Right. <laughs> I can't take the controller out your hands or the keyboard and mouse... Right. ...and play the game for you and make you have a good time. Right. I'm just saying there's plenty of stuff to do and you don't want to do any of it. And that's fine. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to do Eureka, don't. You don't want to... You don't want to get relic weapons. God knows I don't. Then don't. Right? There's still so much other things. That you can do. Sorry about that, y'all. Our podcast started a little later than usual. And as an elderly man. An angry elderly man. (laughs) I started getting a little drowsy around this time. It's true. Oh, I gotta take my blood pressure medicine. I forgot to. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. But, uh, yeah. So there's all this stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And more than likely when we're doing the podcast, I'm going to go and do that uh, quest to get that portrait so I can hang that up somewhere. And probably do some daily Beastman quests. Yeah. When I get home, I'm going to go and log on and do my daily gardening and then do my daily probably experts and 80s um oh don't forget to go to the gold saucer and do your daily gambling yes go to the gold i do not do my daily gambling i get the mgp up i know i wasted i didn't i didn't waste a bunch of it i spent a bunch of it buying some cute clothes and a new dance recently so i need to get it back up mm-hmm. oh speaking of things to do mm-hmm. like there's a whole chocobo racing minigame in the game I haven't even started yet. 
that has good rewards. Yes. There's so much to do. Yes. I'd say for a new player, it's almost overwhelming. Yes, I totally agree. I've never even died my chocobo. Oh. See, people, you can die your chocobo. Yeah. That's a whole little mini game in and of itself. Yeah. As well as raise that chocobo up many levels so it can fight alongside of you. Yep. But no, there's nothing to do in the game. No, there's nothing. game's boring. There's There's nothing nothing to do. Nothing to do. I really hope this person doesn't listen to our podcast. I can't imagine that they would. I also don't figure they would, but if they do, good. Maybe it'll shame them into choosing their words more (laughs) correctly. Well, I think this is a good stopping point. All right, fair enough. And I do want to say, as always, please feel free to email us at a lo-fi podcast 20 at gmail.com we'll happily read your email on air yeah yeah um play games listen to comments you know which whatever um and then also uh you know we'll be happy to to do that and that's a lo-fi podcast 20 at gmail.com mm-hmm. and as always this is katie and this is a guy also email if you're gonna email us too Email what you think the worst game of the generation is. Ooh, yes. Because I'm curious what y'all think. I'll have an answer next week myself, too. Okay, I'll, I'll do some research, and I'll come up with the worst game of the, of the generation. And by generation, I mean the current console generation, not like, you know, the 2010s or So, yeah, whatever. that would be Switch. Xbox One, uh, PS4. Right. Although, if you really wanted to do a game from the Wii U, if you could find what you thought was the worst game from the Wii U, please. Oh, those are all gold. Because that that would be amazing, because if we could get one person to even talk about something they played on the Wii U, that would be a miracle. Right. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks again. (laughs) Good night. Ta-ta.